Today on the show, with humanoid robots and flying cars on the way, we are closer than ever to visions of the future that iRobot and Back to the Future promised us. But are we ready to hover convert our cars and share the sidewalk with errand boy robots? Well, doesn't look like we have a choice. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre. Disgraced scientist and plutonium thief. <laughs> Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news now Monday through Friday. Before we get to our top story, I want to wish my wife a happy morning show host day. Oh. September 27th is morning show host day. Please How don't exciting. applaud. Where's my gift? Don't applaud. Just <laughs> throw money. Everybody. Now on to our top story. Agility Robotics is opening a humanoid robot factory, beating Tesla to the punch. Ooh. Yeah. So Tesla, Elon Musk, announced like humanoid drone robot kind of things mm-hmm. a while back now. I'm going to say maybe two years ago. But uh, this one's coming like this year. Okay. So Agility Robotics is wrapping up construction of a factory in Salem, Oregon, where it plans to mass produce its first line of humanoid robots called Digit. Uh, Each robot has two legs and two arms and is engineered to maneuver freely and work alongside humans in warehouses and factories. So this factory that they're building, this facility is a 70,000 square foot facility. The company is calling it uh, the RoboFab, and it's the first of its kind. The first large-scale robotic, pr- robot-producing okay. like facility. Mm-hmm. COO uh, Andrea Campbell, who was formerly Apple's senior director of iPad operations and an engineer manager at Ford, told CNBC that the facility will have a 10,000-unit annual max capacity when it's fully built out and will employ more than 500 people. That means they're going to be making... 10,000 robots. Holy cow. A year. Holy cow. That's an <laughs> army. <laughs> right? <laughs> For now, though, Agility Robotics is focused on installation and testing of its first production lines. It's a really big endeavor, not something where you flick a switch and suddenly turn it on. There's a ramp up process. The inflection point today is that we're opening the factory, installing the production lines, and starting to grow capacity and scale with something that's never been done before, Campbell said. It is funded by DCVC and Playground Global among uh, venture investors. Agility Robotics beat would-be competitors to the punch, including Tesla, with its Optimus initiative by completing development of production prototype humanoid robots and standing up a factory where it can mass-produce them. Uh, one thing Digit lacks, Digit the robot, that's the robot. Uh-huh. One thing Digit lacks is uh, a five-fingered hand. Okay. Instead, the robot's hands look more like a claw or a mitten, like a single claw, like this. Okay. Not like claws, but like a claw. 
<laughs> the uh, um, one of the one of the people says that human style hands are very complex. When I see robots that have five fingers, I think, "Oh, great! Someone built a robot and then built two more robots onto that robot." <laughs> <laughs> you should have a hand that is no more complex than you need for the job. Wow. So that's what they're doing. So. Well, we know AI can't do hands, right? AI cannot make hands. <laughs> Not oh, when you want an AI image. Their hands are awful. <laughs> Horrific. Horrific. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. Frightening. Uh, Digit can traverse stairs, crouch into tight spaces, unload containers and move materials onto and off of a pallet or a conveyor, uh, then help and sort and divide material onto other pallets, according to Agility. The company plans to put the robots to use transporting materials around its own factory. Agility preferred, uh, Agility's preferred partners will be the first to receive the robots next year. Next year. Oof. And the company is only selling. They're not renting or leasing the systems in the near term. Asked if the company's concerned that its technology could steal jobs from people, Shelton said uh, he envisions Digit allowing manufacturing and logistics businesses to meet rising demand as recurring rem uh, recruiting remains a challenge and as many workers retire or opt to leave the industry. Mm. <laughs> I will say the baby boomers are retiring and That's they're true. leaving a big hole. That's true. That's true. And us millennials <clears throat> apparently don't want to work, so. <laughs> but, like, up to now, and still still including now, but, like, within a year, it won't be. But up to now, this has been a future hypothetical yeah. thing in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, I still always think of iRobot, not the main story of iRobot, but, like, the beginning, where we see, like, the errand drones, like, the older models that are, like running purses and things to people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> it kind of, it, it makes me nervous, not in a scary movie kind of way, just like a, it's going to be weird if one day we're walking along, you know, Walmart next to drones that are shopping, you know, for, shopping you. for you. <laughs> you don't need the in-store shoppers anymore at Walmart with their gigantic carts. <laughs> gigantic so big take up you can't get past them anyway uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic so that's happening Ten thousand a year starting next year that's happening in a kind of co main topic for today top uh -huh. story here we're also getting flying taxis Hundreds okay. of flying taxis, hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> to be made in Ohio beginning this year, or next year. Under an agreement announced Monday, Joby Aviation will build hundreds of electric vehicle takeoff and landing aircraft in the same Ohio River Valley where the Wright brothers pioneered human flight. Associated Press says uh, Joby's decision to locate its first scaled manufacturing facility is a 140-acre site at Dayton International Airport, which delivers on two decades of groundwork laid by the state legislators. Republican Lieutenant Governor John Husted said, importantly, the site is near Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and the headquarters of the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratories. The Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, lived and worked in Dayton. In 1910, they opened up the first U.S. airplane factory there. To connect the historical dots, Joby's formal announcement Monday took place at Orville Wright's home, Hawthorne Hill, and concluded with a ceremonial fly past of a replica of the Wright Model B flyer. 
Joby's production aircraft is designed to transport a pilot and four passengers at speeds of up to 200 miles per oh. hour with a maximum range of 100 mile distance. It's quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. It's quite no. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I said it right. It's quiet noise profile is barely audible against the backdrop of most cities. The company said the plan is to place them in aerial ride sharing networks beginning in 2025. Wow. Two years, a year and a half from now. Wow. The $500 million finally, project finally did it. Is supported Back by the future. up to $325 million of incentives from the state of Ohio, its Jobs Ohio Economic Development Office, and local government. With the funds, Joby plans to build an Ohio facility capable of delivering up to 500 aircraft a year and creating 2,000 jobs. Wow. <clears throat> so. It's not like flying cars. It's not, we're not hover converting our cars. Uh huh. It's not back to the future. It's more like a cross between a car, a helicopter, and a prop plane. Okay. Uh, so it's got, it looks like a prop plane. It's got kind of a car interior. Mm-hmm. Looks like a prop plane, but it's got six vertical propellers. And then I believe the front two fold down as it travels forward. But uh, it will, like like a helicopter, go straight up, straight, straight down. So I think it's kind of like the drones, maybe? It's in similar in how the drones take off. take off and land. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe they don't, maybe the things don't, maybe the propellers don't move. It, just, it looked kind of like that they move that way. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that on drones. Mm-hmm. Drones fly mm-hmm. just fine. So maybe, yeah, maybe they're like drones. Uh, all, <laughs> all production done by robots. It's uh, It looks really cool. And, and so I kinda, I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> if that's two years away just in Ohio and it takes off in Ohio and people are are down for it. And people are not dying because of it. People that are not be dying because thing. of it. It would be pretty cool to have that in areas where, like, you need to get somewhere that's 90 miles away in uh-huh. 10 minutes. Uh-huh. That would be neat. Like, it's perfect for, like, our area. If they could, if they could bump it up longer, uh, more than 100 miles, which I'm sure they'd be able to eventually if this is just a set. Yeah. Like, right here, we live in a weird triangle. Mm-hmm. where there are two larger cities about mm-hmm. an hour and a half away from us in different directions mm-hmm. that people in our town have to go to all the time, mm-hmm. all the time for one reason or another. Especially now that our Walmart burned down. Yeah. Especially now. It'd be really cool if you could get a robo taxi, get there in 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever, uh-huh. half an hour. And then, you know, Uber, wherever you need to go. This is true. And then come back later that day. That'd be really cool. Get the taxi back. Get the taxi back. I bet that would be one expensive trip. It would be expensive. <laughs> but the more you do it, the more common it becomes. It would eventually, in two decades, uh-huh. cost the same as a cab, which will also be very expensive. <laughs> because money's only getting more and more worthless. Uh, <laughs> but 
I mean, how long before we have skyways? You know, like uh-huh. so much traffic like that that we have to designate certain we gotta, yeah. paths and stuff, just uh-huh. like they did in Back to the Future. Yeah, it's it's cool to think about. Uh-huh. So robots, flying cars, all that is starting. It's happening now, guys. Mm-hmm. It's no longer hypothetical. It's happening now. We got them. We got them. Let's go. That wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Matt and I will go head-to-head in a game. And we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. Hey, fam. This is Hector Mira, and you're listening to the Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this evening, I walked into a meeting for church volunteer leaders. There was uh, five guys from my pastoral staff there and, you know, like 20 volunteers that were there for some encouragement, some information and, you know, just general edification. And I walk in and as I'm coming through the door, uh, my uh, boss, my executive pastor is asking one of the other guys, so how many episodes will be in Ahsoka? And he said, usually eight, you know, are, and they start going on this conversation. And so I go sit at the back of the room and I'm just listening. And then one of the new guys on our staff says like, is there a specific order I should watch Star Wars TV shows in? And they literally all of my staff turns and looks towards me. And I start to explain <laughs> the whole timeline progression and everything else. But then I realized that the five dudes on my staff, which by the way, are not all young guys. um, There five dudes on our staff are all talking across the room about star Wars shows. Meanwhile, there's like 20 adults who have no idea what we're talking about, or at least they're not involving themselves in the conversation and they're not there for that. So I said, Hey, um, let's table the star Wars talk. And uh, we'll pick it up at our staff meeting tomorrow. Let's go ahead and get the meeting going. And while I would have been glad, I would have much rather talked about Star Wars than uh, go through the rest of the meeting we were having. um, I looked around and realized this was not the right time to have this conversation. And it reminds me of this verse in Colossians 4 verses 5 and 6. It says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And if we are going to make the most of every opportunity, we need to be able to gauge, is this the right time for this conversation, especially when it comes to how we're sharing our faith? Because we might share the right thing in the wrong way or at the wrong time and end up building walls or doing damage to what our heart's goal actually is. So make sure it's the right time with what you're sharing and how you're sharing it. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Every now and then, we like to put our nerdy knowledge to the test. Today, Deidre and I will be going head-to-head in a game of Disney movie trivia, since we've talked a lot about Disney this week already. Love it. This trivia game is multiple choice, but we can keep guessing if we, or we must keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning we can potentially earn three X's on each question. Like golf, we are going for the lowest score possible, the lowest amount of X's. Uh, and just get used to it. This is what we're going to do every week because there's so many of these so and they're many. really good and they have built in <laughs> sound effects. I mean, it's perfect. The perfect thing. I will say I'm feeling most confident about Disney trivia, which means I'm going to lose terribly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need to know if you want to go first or second. What did we do last time? You went first last time. Remember. So I'll, I'll go first. You're going to go first. You're yeah. going to answer first. Okay. Here we go. Question number one. What Disney movie was the first full-length animated feature to produ- be produced in the United States? Snow White. Oh, let, me, let me read the things. I got a whole production here. <laughs> Sheesh. Was it Steamboat Willie, Bambi, Snow White, or Pinocchio? What's your answer, Deidre? Full-length. And- full-length. In the United States. Snow White. There's a lot of qualifiers in this question. Snow White. Good job. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, 1937, was the first full-length animated feature to come out in the United States. The first ever was Die Abenteuer des Prezen Ahmed in 1926, which clocks in at 65 minutes and was animated entirely in silhouette. That's interesting. Wow. Number two. What is the only Disney animated feature film that has a title character who doesn't speak? Is it The Fox and the Hound, Dumbo, Lilo and Stitch, or Lady and the Tramp? Dumbo. Dumbo doesn't (laughs) utter a single word during the movie. Good job. Number three. What popular Disney character makes a cameo appearance as a stuffed animal in Frozen? You've seen this movie a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Our daughter is obsessed with it. Uh Uh-huh. Is it Stitch, Dumbo, Donald Duck, or Mickey Mouse? A stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's shut up. <laughs> I think it's Stitch. If I remember right. Oh, oh I thought it was Stitch it. too. Man. I don't know what it is. I, it's got to be like the little bed scene in Frozen mm-hmm. at the beginning Probably. with the stuffy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dumbo, Donald Duck, or Mickey Mouse. Let's go with Dumbo. Oh. Dang it, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse made a special appearance. Oh, it's in Wandering Oaken's Trading Post and Sauna. Well, now I have to look for that because I (laughs) I did not see that at all. I don't recall that at all either. That's cool. It's a form of a plush toy. Number four, what what does the Little Mermaid call uh, the fork in her collection of human objects? Say all the names because they're funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the Dinglehopper, the Snarfblatt? The Wombus <laughs> or the Sneedle. It is the Dinglehopper. <laughs> the Snarflat was the pipe. Uh, are all of these something? No. Okay. The Wombus isn't something? <laughs> no. What's of the Wombus? No. The Sneedle. 
<laughs> She's got gadgets and gifts, gizmos. Gadgets and gizmos. A plenty. All right, your last one, Deidre. In what Disney animated feature is Earth referred to as Section 17, Area 51? Lilo and Stitch, Hercules, Atlantis, or Treasure Planet? Section 17, Area 51. Um, shoot. I don't, it's not Hercules. What? I haven't seen Atlantis or Treasure Planet, so that's my thing. And I've seen Lilo and Stitch like twice. I'm, I'm thinking it's Lilo and Stitch because I remember them talking about like Stitch, like he has a number, right? And they like. He a, has a number, yeah. Yeah. Does the section in the area have a number? Yes. Stop trying to trick me. <laughs> I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. You've never seen it no, at all? It's never interested me. I watched it to see if the kids could watch it. Oh, you've seen it recently? Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought you meant when it came out. No, no. I, yeah, I watched it recently. Correct. Lilo and Stitch Earth is referred to as being in Section 17, Area 51 in the Galactic Charts. One of several references to Area 51 in the film. Okay, Daedra. You got two. <laughs> All right, you got a mouse over there? I do. You're in control. All right. Question number one. I already don't know this. <laughs> what was the only character in Disney's Alice in Wonderland that did not appear in Lewis Carroll's books? Alice's sister, the doorknob, dormouse, or queen of hearts? Yeah, that's a difficult one. You, you got the difficult uh, first question there. Okay, I got the doorknob. I know that's going to be in it. Queen of Hearts, obviously, that's the main villain. I don't know what Dormouse is. Is Dormouse one of? Is Dormouse the one that's in the teapot? I think so. Think I'm gonna say Dormouse. The Dormouse. It seems like a funny animal that they might have just wanted to add in for animation's sake. Dang it! Oh. <laughs> Alice's sister. Oh, no. <laughs> doorknob, then. It has to be the freaking doorknob. <laughs> Stupid. It's one of the few characters. The doorknob was also one of the few characters uh, in Wonderland to show any sympathy for Alice. I am already tied with you. Yeah, this so is great. So I can't win. This is great. The only thing I can I'm do excited. is not lose. Ooh, I like this question. Who was the first Disney princess? Cinderella? Aurora? Persephone? Persephone. Persephone? <laughs> I don't know. That Persephone? Is, is that... <laughs> okay. The last numbers are... Letters are clearly phone. There are nine and zero. Those phone. are the last numbers on a phone. Persephone. <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the first one. It has to be Snow White, right? Because that was the first movie. Who is Persephone? Persephone. <laughs> Persephone. <laughs> Is know. that Princess and the Frog, maybe? Because I haven't seen no, that No, it's definitely not Princess and the Frog. They oh. wouldn't put that in this question. It's got to be an old one. I just don't know what okay. it is. Snow White. Snow White. <gasps> Bullcrap. <laughs> Aurora, then? Is it Persephone? <laughs> this is bullcrap. Although Snow White was Disney's first full-length movie princess, she wasn't the first Disney princess. Aww. That honor goes to Persephone, the main character Aww. of a 1934 Silly Symphonies short that served as a sort of test run for Snow White. Okay. That's a dirty trick. 
Yeah. It's a dirty trick mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm going to assume movies because this is Disney movie trivia. <laughs> that doesn't, that shouldn't count. <laughs> well, it does. Sorry. <laughs> you have double the points. Let's see if we can keep going. Let's go for triple. What is the name of the pub that Flynn brings Rapunzel to Entangled? I know this. You know this one. I don't. They the all sound right. The three-legged mar. The bit mare. Sorry. The bigger jigger. What? yourself there. The, <laughs> yeah, the dunk, drunken. Dunk, drunken clam and the snuggly Are you duckling. Drunk right now? <laughs> the snuggly duckling. I like that. I want it to be that. I don't know what it is, though. The three. The dr- mm. oh, they're not going to put the word drunken. They're not going to put the word drunken. The three-legged mare. The drunken clam. It's not? What is it? It's not the snuggly duckling, is it? (laughs) That's an awesome name. That's really good. Do you remember? He's like, yeah, we'll go to the snuggly duckling. And then it's this like big pub with all the big guys. It's really been a long time since I've watched Tangled. Tangled's good. I just don't remember. Mm -hmm. I just watched it the the other day. Man, Deidre. <laughs> I don't know X's. this one. What? <sighs> what is Boo's real name in Monsters, Inc.? Mary, Ashley, Alice, or Susie? I would have no clue. What <laughs> is happening? <laughs> the first five questions... <laughs> Seems so basic and simple. <laughs> now I'm getting asked, what is Boo's real name for Monsters, Inc.? Does How does know anyone this? know this? Right. The it's, only way I think you could know is maybe it's written on something in, in her, her right. room. Me too, yeah. But it's never spoken. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got to be on something in her room. Or maybe it's on her file. Oh! On, on the file they look at when they get maybe. the door key. Yeah. I love Monsters, Inc. And I am so sad that my boys don't want to watch it. This isn't the time for that. It is. <laughs> oh, you're writhing over there trying to figure yeah. out what the name is. I'm going to talk about it. Susie. Susie. Not Mary. Susie. Oh, Mary. Although her real name is never spoken out loud, she signs some of her drawings, Mary. Really? How old is this kid? Old enough to draw a monster. Was, I thought she was like two. Two? Maybe. I don't know. Natalie's two. She can't write her name. Look, it's a movie. <laughs> she is you really trained. have a problem with the reality of this movie? <laughs> you don't have that problem when the monsters come through the door portals. <laughs> she can, that's unrealistic. <laughs> she can't write her own name. All right. What? You have how many? I can't even count how many X's Shut you have. Up. So many. <laughs> Seven X's. This is the most X's either of us have ever gotten so far. <sighs> Last question. Let's let's push through this. What is monst- monstro in Pinocchio? A whale, an elephant, a train, a puppet master. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even remember that name. 
monster. This is that movie, though, where that joke I just came, came, came from. Uh, I think it was Darren Streblow or whatever. He's like, his friends were watching, him and his friends were watching Pinocchio. And they're like, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're fishing without any bait. That's unrealistic. Why would <laughs> why would the fish ever bite the hook without any bait? That's that's your line. <laughs> you didn't have any problem when the fairy brought the puppet to life. <laughs> no bait on the hook. That's where you. That's where you're like I'm out. Uh, <laughs> hey, trombone Dalek. Hey. Thank you so much for the raid. Uh, Welcome everybody. This is the first time I've ever experienced a raid. <laughs> Like over to our channel. That's pretty exciting. Uh, welcome in. We are just ending my suffering with a terrible <laughs> performance in Disney movie trivia. What is Monstro in Pinocchio? Uh, a, a puppet I master. Like, I feel like it's got to be that one or the whale. A whale. <laughs> Monstro is a massive whale with a fearsome reputation among sailors and sea creatures alike. He swallows Geppetto, Figaro, and Cleo. I What? I don't even remember this part of the movie. They go to sea and search for Pinocchio. I don't remember this at all. I have not seen Pinocchio or any version of Pinocchio since I was 10 or somewhere around there. Yeah. I never cared for the movie or the premise. (laughs) I remember the donkey ears. Uh huh. I remember the carnival thing. Uh huh. And they kind of get drunk. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I remember all that. I remember the nose. That's iconic. That's all I remember. They were like luring boys to this fun island and letting them play on rides and get drunk. And then they turn into donkeys and they sell them for donkeys. (laughs) Pinocchio escapes. And uh, yeah. Okay. Well, goes in search of him out to sea and gets swallowed by a whale. And that's and then (sighs) Pinocchio also gets swallowed. So well, I you got, got eight X's. Eight? And how many did I get you again? Get, you got two. So <laughs> I lose this one badly. Big time. All right. Next week it's going to be something Big I know time. all about and you know nothing about. Green Lantern <laughs> trivia. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Golly, that was such a bad performance. Now okay. to wrap up the show, it's time for today in nerd history. <laughs> Today's date is September 27th. In 1954, The Tonight Show premiered. This popular American late-night talk show features various guests, comedy bits, and musical performances, and it's been hosted by Steve Allen, Jack Parr, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, and Jimmy Fallon. In 1996, Sabrina the Teenage Witch premiered. This TV show, based on the Archie Comics character of the same name, follows the adventures of a teenage girl who discovers she has magical powers and learns how to use them with the help of her witch aunts and a talking cat. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and X. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder... 
Jesus loves you, nerds.